What up, peeps? It's your boy, Anthony, co-host of the Here We Go Again show with Ant and DJ. And before I get you tapped into the podcast waiting for you on the other side, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my merch store on bonfire.com. It's called Big Sports Mood Apparel. And Steeler Nation, let me tell you something. I craft some of the sexiest designs you will ever see that will have people knowing for a fact that you rep Steeler Nation all day every day i got t-shirts hoodies crew necks long sleeves and ladies it's the summertime so i'm now introducing razorback tank tops and fellas of course i got the tanks for you too so that way when you at the gym flexing in the mirror and you got the here we go again show in your ears everyone and now everyone around you gonna know you repping Steeler nation baby so go check me out at bonfire.com backslash store backslash big sports mood apparel and if you don't see something you like but have an idea for something dm me on twitter at big Steeler mood and we'll get something popping for you and that's an anthony guarantee what's up peeps it's your boy anthony and i got my dog dj here with me what's up y'all and this is the Here We Week Go Again, Again show. show. If you ain't know what it was, the Here We Go Again show is a, 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 a show for the Steelers fan, definitely. But I was trying to think of how to best describe us, DJ. How would you describe us? Uh, obviously, we got the main topic of always going to be Steelers football. Yes, sir. But at the same time, if you ever got any topics or Things you other topics you want to discuss, we can always go into detail with those, whether it be a different sports team, a different sport in general, maybe just anything, honestly. Anything relevant, anything yeah, that's exactly. anything that's up to date in 2021. Yes, sir. So but no, yeah, most what my vision has always been for anything when it's come to this podcast is just being like the actual voice of like fans. Like you have a lot of fan ran podcasts, but I feel like a lot of times they still get like sports political with it and like numbers. Of course we're gonna talk about numbers. We're not just gonna shoot out and ping and not try to back it up. Oh yeah. But you know, we're not, you know, we're not we're not calculators here, we're not computers. You know, we don't got we don't have a bunch of teams running data for us so we can just read off a piece of paper we just here to give our real inspired heart-filled opinions i guess would you agree 100 always there's no reason to sugarcoat anything it's always got to be real and true to the game there's no point in trying to cut corners and beat around the bush there's no reason exactly shout out to d all right so right off the bat hey real quick uh, before we hop into our topics, I do want to say what's today, what's today's date, March 30th, 2021. Rest in peace, Michael Strahan's gap tooth. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Whoa. I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video already. That was Michael mind-blowing. Strahan got his gap filled. That was mind blowing to see. Holy cow! I was like, the legendary gap is now closed. It is no more Gap Strahan. <laughs> he waited so long. I don't know why, man. Hey, 
Maybe it's because he's been on TV for so dang long now since he won the Super Bowl against the Patriots that he's finally just like, all right, let's do it. That was like his thing. That's like Anthony Davis shaving his unibrow. Uh, bro, he better not shave that unibrow, bro. Oh, man, I would cry. Or like I said in our group chat, Troy, Troy uh, cutting his hair, cutting his hair. That would just be outrageous. We but yeah, like a picture with Troy Polamalu bald and see what happens. <laughs> I thought about it. I wish I wish I knew a way to do that. Would be I could probably figure it out. That's I might do that. That'd be so. He probably like a rock to be honest. <laughs> Maybe he got that Islander <laughs> swag in him. So hey, you no. Know? Oh man. It'll be great. Uh, oh, you just see a golden egg coming for you. <laughs> Diving towards the ground for interceptions. Jumping over the pile. Timing the snaps. Oof. Rest in peace, Kerry Collins. Got sacked by Dwayne Johnson Jr. Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Collins. Oh, that was a he was an old man when he was over in Tennessee. And he just got obliterated by the Tasmanian double. <laughs> He looked old straight coming out of college. Yeah. Kind of like Brandon, Brandon Whedon status. Yeah. Well, he was, what, 32? Nah, he was 28 coming into the league. Was he? Oh, I thought he was in his 30s. I mean, that is old, though. That is old for a rookie. Pretty sure he was teammates with uh, the 20-year-old version of Des Bryant when they were at Oklahoma State together. Well, they probably were because I always forget Des and uh, Julio the same age. I feel like Des played himself out of the league. Like age wise, but Julio's still producing. A healthy a Julio, a healthy Julio in Atlanta is always gonna be trouble. That's like, look at Larry Fitzgerald. I'm pretty sure he didn't. He just retire, if I'm not mistaken. So he has he has not retired yet, but he is still a free agent. He's an ageless wonder. So we'll see. Got to keep that body right. Julio can't stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. You can be like my boy LeBron and, you know, spend a mil on your body every year. And yeah, so you can twist your ankle and complain about it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like James Conner complaining about a little headache that he has or he broke a nail. Yeah. That was tough, my bad. Nah, hey. hey. All James Conner slander is appreciated here. <laughs> unless you take a little, per- you know, unless somebody else takes uh, Speaking of James Conner, we will definitely be getting into the running. We will definitely get into that. So I guess that's a good segue or – you know, to lead into our first topic, which is free agency. It's obviously the big thing going on right now for any team, but most importantly ours, because everybody's wondering what in the world are we doing or what are we not doing really is what a lot of people are wondering. First off the bat, all caps, Alu Alu comes home. He returns. Um, That definitely made me very happy. Definitely made everyone happy in my from what I can tell. Obviously, the reactions on Twitter were just amazing, even on Instagram and Facebook. I saw a couple of posts about it. I'm like, all right, he's back in the game. He had a change of mind, and you know, hey, we got an interior lineman back that for a pretty cheap deal two years, five and a half mil, I believe, like that. So that's he'll take it. And just another sign that, you know, loyalty is still something or maybe not even necessarily loyalty because what I from what I've been reading, he it was, you know, they already have a family like pretty much built in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So I guess that is that would fall under the loyalty category. But 
I guess it just still goes to show that your heart can, you know, it's, money's not everything. Yeah, it's more than business at the same time. I mean, it, yeah. it mainly is a business, but business, you know. Yeah, even in the real world, you know, you love, if you love where you're working at, then you stay there sometimes over, you know, taking more money, like say a different company's offer you something more. But that, but you know, for sure, the company you wish is going to treat you better. Exactly. So that was definitely good to see. Uh, like I said, I'm just happy I get to say Alu Alu every game now. <laughs> alu Alu. Will you ever say his alu, last alu. name right? Alu Alu. Am I saying it wrong? No. Alu Alu. Alu Alu. Yeah, bro. I'm 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 saying it whitewashed. Huh? <laughs> alu Alu. <laughs> It's just because it's just alu alu. Yeah, the way it's spelled in his jersey, exactly. Alu alu, alu alu. Now I got a couple Islander friends who will tell me. Wada wada bing bang. <laughs> ooh ee, ooh uh. Oh god. <laughs> that... But no, yeah, you was right. Uh, two years, about five and a half, six mil. Um, getting three and a half this year. So just taking less money to stay home than the Jaguars were offering him. Even though I'm pretty sure, you know. I was low-key looking forward to seeing in that Jaguars uniforms. They do got some nice uniforms. They and do, stuff. but at the same time, like... He looks even better in black and gold. He looks better in black and gold, exactly. So, it's good to see him back in Pittsburgh for sure. Definitely kind of gives Cam Hayward his side partner back. His opposite. So, that's a plus for him. Kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off of Cam. Cam can make his plays again. Yeah. Like the pro bowler he, we know he is. So. And anytime you can make a player happy, you do it because players love playing with their friends. So anytime uh, you keep yeah. the band together. And all the while he was uh he was great before he got hurt, honestly. I believe obviously if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, he was on a tear. And I think if he didn't get hurt, he we could have maybe probably been better in the playoffs in the run stopping game, but you know for sure happens. For sure. But that uh that front end, yeah, that front end definitely wow. Well, all, you know, uh, that D-line and linebacker is pretty much hurting yep. depth walks, uh towards the late end of the season. So, yeah. So, it's good to keep that depth that we already were missing. Yeah. Because um, I was definitely starting to get worried about who would be covering that those three spots on the line. Because once you once Cameron is uh, two, it needs a breather. I don't really know who's stepping in. All of all, you got Tyson, you got Bugs. We'll see how Bugs does. Yes. I mean, he got into uh, it not too long ago. I remember when he got got into it with one of our other players on the sidelines. But yeah, Carlos. I was about to say that Carlos Davis. Carlos Davis. Yeah. He's another defensive tackle. Oh. Um. Yeah, I wish I, I wish we could have gotten some context on what happened uh, that day. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't see it until like recently, which is crazy. You really just saw that? Oh, jeez. I saw it like maybe a couple weeks I saw ago it during but, the game. <laughs> yeah, I did not see it at all. I don't. I, what was that? That the, was that the. I think it was Cincy. I want to say Cincy game. I think yeah, it was Cincy's game, and they yeah. just kind of got into it. I don't know if it might have been like a miscommunication on a. Maybe they were both in together, and they had a miscommunication. Maybe they were supposed to do like a cross, which one lineman goes in front of the other, and that sort of thing. Right. We'll never know. No context, like you said, no context was really included. So. Oops. The Steelers certainly didn't talk about nope. it. They were like, if nobody else brings it up, we're not going. Exactly, 100%. But I think with also for all of Alu being back, I think it was kind of like a brotherhood thing. Like, because when as soon as the word of all of Alu was coming back, I think it was Cam Hayward, I believe, made a post. And he was like, it was a him, uh, Stefan Tuitt, and all of Alu in the picture. 
like in the practice yeah. uniforms and it's the caption has kind of something along the lines of just you know the boys are back like my yeah. brother's yeah. back kind of thing so and uh, I think Joe, I think Joe Hayden might have been the first one to break the news because I think he said just got off the phone with my boy Tyson. He's back. Yep. So there is a brother. That was good to see. Our, our uh, players have been very vocal this free agency when players have come and gone. Yeah. Mr. Um, Steven Nelson. <laughs> well, yeah. One of them. His vocal. He was vocal his vocalization sure. was all in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the place. Hundred percent. Uh. So, also, I guess we'll stick on the defensive side. Spillane got re-signed to a one-year, $850,000 contract. That was it. I didn't even look into the numbers part of it. Yeah, I'm, um, I could be wrong. I could have done my research wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's getting – I know it's a one-year deal for oh, sure. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, I'm not sure the website I was looking at had it right, but I'm pretty sure he's only getting uh, 850000 Is that with incentives or no? Do you know? It, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is. There's no way they would – I mean, just... incentives could – Total up to a mil almost. I mean, it's only 150k more. Yeah. I'm sure they have that somewhere. So it's probably like a it's probably a, a Cam Newton like contract yeah. from last year. 100%. Yep. Kind of a prove it prove it once again deal because now he's coming into a different role. Like this is now he's for sure knows he's most likely going to be starting. So I do like Spillane, but I definitely think there is some room for him to work and improve for sure. Most definitely. So, Most I mean, definitely. I kind of went. I, I mean, some other dude on Twitter went at it about it. So, ever since that day, it's kind of been sticking in my head. Like, yeah, we resigned him, but but there, there has he has to prove that he can do more than just that one luxury hit he had on Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, as I, I say, mean, Derrick um, Henry said in the game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I never like to bring it up, but I'm almost positive he he's the reason they. They still scored on that drive. I'm almost no, no. We stopped sure. them on that play. No, we had them on that drive. I think we stopped them. Oh, but nonetheless, I mean, he went out as soon as he made that hit. He was yeah, I was gonna say he, he went, went out. out. <laughs> yeah, he stopped the game. yeah. So, but we'll see. I mean, he has that's like you said. It's approved a year for him. So now the um, I did see somebody on Twitter today. Um, I forgot who said it. Um. It was just it was a fan account, but they they were like sorry to be the one to have to say it, but like Blaine's like not that he's not great, like he's not bad, but he's not great. Oh, I think a lot of people think he's great, but he's not yet. You know, of course, possibility could be, but um, but yeah, last year he was pretty much filling in for the Bush role with Vince Williams being yeah. there, but now Bush coming back, he's going to be assuming the. Then he rolls, so I guess we can't completely judge his tape from last year. Um, of course, we'll of course we'll take all the good he did last year, but um, and we can slightly overlook the bad just because he's going to be in a different role. So he's not going to be in coverage as much. He'll be because we know Vinny was more of the blitzing yeah. linebacker anyway. So, um, so yeah, this year we'll definitely be able to judge him on what the type of player he can be with a full year of tape and leadership at that position. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Hopefully he can step up to the total. Yeah, 100%. Hopefully he does too. That'd be great to see him do. So we'll see. Now, another thing with that is I'm super surprised that Avery Williamson hasn't been resigned yet. Mm. I liked him when we brought him during the season last year. We barely used him i don't know why there was one game 
there was one game where he pretty much played the he played every snap and he came up in a lot of vital moments. Um, I'm almost certain we won that game. I definitely think Williamson should have played a lot more in this season. He should have played he a should lot have more. Definitely been like I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't recall. I don't even barely recall him even in the playoff game, and we could have desperately. That's what I'm saying. They barely. They. I don't think I saw him on the field once. Yeah, we def- the playoff game, desperately which... could have used him. Like, what are you doing, to Coach T? That's the same thing that um, blew my mind the last time we talked with uh, um, Cassius March, who speaking of reasons that has been resigned. But Cassius Marsh was getting used on the outside when Alex Smith got hurt. Yeah, but Cassius Marsh got uh, Obviously, we didn't have Bud in the playoff game. But we didn't, we weren't using Ola at all. Couldn't use Ola. So, Ola and Williamson just... It's almost like they were ghosts in our team. It was like, we have them up here for a purpose. They are on the 53-man squad for a reason. Like, we literally right. made room for Avery Williamson to be on our team. Like, we should have used the guy. I definitely don't think we should have re-signed that money that Marsh, Cassius Marsh got. I think should have went to Williamson in my eyes. I think could have went to Williamson one hundred percent, ten times better than March, March, uh, Marshes. So, but I mean, hey, it's another Spillane kind of ordeal. It was, I mean, we barely saw. We I mean Marsh didn't play all that much. Obviously, he played when Highsmith went down, but we'll see what happens to him. We'll see if he can step up to the plate. It's like improvement season. Now, let me just double check my facts. I'm going to make sure Avery Williamson has not been signed by anybody. Well, there's no yet, way. But I would have seen it. Or we should have seen it since he was yeah, a former Steelers. Saying. Since he was a former Steeler, we typically get like, like on the Steelers page, we'll be like, former so and so. Like, I got that when Mike Killing got signed with Cincinnati, I was like, oh, I got that update. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, he is not with anybody. Um, so yeah, this is probably going to be, this is one hundred percent going to be super controversial. But if if they were looking at any two of our previous inside linebackers that are gone right now and not on the team, and it was Willie, uh, Vince, or Vince Avery. Or Avery. I would say Avery, yeah, 100%. I mean, I like Vince. He's always been great for us. But Avery Williamson is stupidly young. He's, He's more of so an young, and he is physical. Younger and athletic. He is physical and athletic. He could definitely make some noise, given the opportunity. I was say, he brings that same physicality as Vince, but he brings more speed and athleticism and coverage than Vince could provide. Because how many times have we seen Vince out in coverage? I mean, it's like watching – it's like got, watching uh, – it's like a rabbit chasing a freaking – or a tortoise trying to chase a rabbit down. It just gets beat every time. Yeah. And though we're all pulling for the turtle, but, we know what, in real life that tortoise is winning. Know. Or, I, I mean, the hair. The hair. The tortoise is the turtle. We know at the end of the day what's going to happen. Every time we see – So, them. yeah, I would 100% uh, rather have Avery Williamson back over Vince Williams. 10 out of 10 recommended. <laughs> Five stars. Yep. Um, but yeah, of course, of course, people are going to disagree because they uh, a lot of people get their fan oh, relationships know, mixed up with plenty of Twitter team relationships. Twitter stands that are on the let's resign Vince Williams. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, because he follows you on Twitter, 
Is that what you is that what you want to hear? Because he follows you on Twitter that will resign him. That why you want to resign him? Like, come on now. Just want the, just want the like, huh? They want the clout. They just want the like. That's how it is. Welcome to 2021. Uh, now, I'm not gonna lie. I be chasing lights too sometimes for certain players. You know, I think. I don't think. I'm not the closest person. <clears throat> the closest only time I've ever even got a like or even a comment back from like someone like in the higher end is actually someone we're gonna talk about today. <clears throat> Ryan Clark. Ooh. Oh yeah, I got into it one time on Twitter hey. way back. Before I became a really? before I became a Steelers before I came to Steelers Twitter, I had commented on a Ryan Clark post and he like commented back on it. I was like, oh hey, look at that. It triggered me. He com he he likes to comment about uh he likes to comment yeah, back a so. lot. We'll definitely be getting to that topic. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will. Um, who else? Um, you can uh, the ball. So there is no one. Miles Killebrew. Who? We didn't. Met, last time we talked, Miles Killebrew. We saw him right? a couple weeks ago. He used to play safety in college. Now he's converted to um, linebacker. He's so been he's linebacker. Marcus with the Allen, like that. He's like a Marcus Allen. Is that? I've watched too much high film on um, him. So I've watched more film on draft. You're not picks. gonna find. You're not gonna find. <laughs> I've watched more film on draft picks than I have on players we've signed. Obviously, we just saw Spillane in action and Martian action. So that was an easy picks right there. But I ha- yeah, you're not gonna find my film on Miles Killebrew. I've, I've tried it. <laughs> that's that's how I felt about some of the rookies in my of... draft this class this year. And I'm like, oof, minimal. Yeah, not a lot of uh, not a lot of tape on on a lot of these guys. Um, also, so then I guess flipping on the offensive side of the ball, and this is the big thing because you know everybody was worried at at the very start of the offseason about our offensive line depth, but already we've added three offensive BJ linemen: Finney, Rashawn added, Crawford, BJ Finney, yeah. Rashad Coward. Is it Coward? And I think it's Coward. It's Coward. And Joe Haig. And Haig and Coward are both like guard tackles. Um, They're just journey linemen. They just play all over the line. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't do. I haven't done much research about Joe Haig, but of course, with Rashad Coward signing his deal today, uh, I was definitely watching. Uh, some tape on him and uh, reading people's articles about him. Mm-hmm. Not the, not the best, not the best stuff I've well, seen. Like, um, who was talking? I was talking to someone on Twitter about it. It's more like a depth thing, in my strictly depth. And the thing, the problem was, and the thing I kept seeing was when he was with the Bears mm-hmm. last year. He kept he was playing guard and tackle. He was playing guard and tackle. Guard and okay. tackle. Like not during the same game, but during the season they had him playing, filling in at guard and tackle. So he's already a guy that's been playing defensive line his whole life, and then somebody, uh, somebody in the NFL converted him to to offensive line. So uh, it's kind of hard to do that, you know, in the NFL. It's hard to become a offensive lineman, you know, from college to. NFL, but just the right off the bat, switch to a different position. Yeah. That's completely different. You go from attacking, attacking to more defending. Um, so 
obviously he's not he's not here to start. He has no need to, but the depth is there. I feel like everybody just kept thinking we had to just fill our entire offensive line uh, starting end depth through the draft for some reason. Like, all seven picks had to be offensive linemen. Yeah, a lot of people were tripping about that. Um, I couldn't see their concern. But now I think with the signings of Haig, Feeney, and Coward, there's potential to open up our window for drafting. That's not just line specifically. Mm. I haven't seen Coward. I haven't seen much Coward highlights, obviously. So I'll check it out and kind of do a little bit of a insight. I'll send you this. Uh, I'll send you this one article I um, I found. It has it has um, his pros, his cons, and some videos of him uh, playing. Him really whiffing. Yeah, his his problem is he doesn't. Um, he does, his footwork needs a lot of help because, like I said, he playing defensive lineman. He's used to like lunging forward instead of obviously not standing straight up because you'll get blown up. But taking like step like back, the pass protection, back. the pass protection side of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get yeah, exactly. Than him. So <laughs> probably <laughs> if you got that little that that hey, little man, slide motion. Hey, when I was I was a blocking tight end, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's all love. You already know. I'm about to say that's what the that was. Easy, that's why it was easy for me to go to tight end because the catching came naturally already. But I pretty much always played offensive lineman. So once a coach realized I could catch, oh yeah, that's see. That's all it's about, baby. All right. Even though I fucking hate. I hate. I hate this podcast. <laughs> it can have it has its moments. I want the score, yeah, so baby. I, but I like I, want... I like I was George Kittle. Like if I did a pancake, I'm smiling on my back. Oh, one hundred percent. After a pancake, they don't turn over and be like, ha ha. So yeah, if uh, I had this one coach, um, the next day, depend only if we only if we won. But if we won, he'd bring us as many pancakes as we like got in the game. So sometimes you get one pancake, but shit, that's one, one pancake. pancake record, baby. Not baby, but Barry Jordan Barry. Jordan I mean, Barry got resigned to a one year little one little I'm one not year mad at that deal. Though. I mean, uh, I'm not mad. I'm not had mad. A, there were a couple of moments. I want to say it was obviously two thing was two seasons ago. Yeah, two years ago when I went to the game when he got in uh, L.A. That was the 2019, 2019, 2020 season, and he woo, made us wonder why we don't have another punter. But last season, he seemed to have turned Yeah, we around. tried it. We were... Yeah, we tried to get another punter, and it just didn't work out too well. He wasn't Jordan <laughs> Barry. Jordan Barry was like, I – we signed the new punter, and Jordan Barry was released, and it was like – Maybe that was like his wake up call because once he resigned him, he was solid. Yeah, once he came back, he was it was nice to have around. It was nice pinning teams back inside the ten, the five, coughing them into the one. Oof, coughing corners. Because we was we was the number one punting team last year behind the Jets, either in front of the Jets or behind the Jets. I'm pretty sure we we're behind the Jets, so number two punting team. Is, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. Got to change that. Um, <laughs> And you, you know, the only thing which uh, even I'll, I'm on the, I'm on the bandwagon for is 
I knew it. Marquette I, King. I knew it. You didn't have to say it. I really knew it. Because I'm on the same bandwagon. Yeah. Like. Why is he not in a uniform in general? Like for anybody, for CFL, real. bro. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I think he was in the CFL yes. at one point. I think he was. Yes. I don't know what happened. Um, yeah. Such a, I wanted him so bad. But, I mean, I'm sure – I don't know if he would take, like, such a deal. Like, maybe – I think maybe, he would take anything at this point just to get I back mean, in the league. He was swaggy. He was the bird punter. That dude was He was nice, nice bro. He was yeah. athletic, too. Like, how uh, – when even against when he was in, like, in Oakland – Punters are like 10, 15 yards back. So you think about it like that, it's like a fourth and one turns like a fourth and 16 or a fourth and five turns into a fourth and 20, you know? And yeah, exactly. he took that snap and just took off. And I'm like, I'm like he's an athlete. You see how fast he is for a punter? Like, come on now. Yeah. It's because usually punters exactly, don't look like that. Punters don't have abs. They don't. Punters don't have abs. <laughs> punters, I mean, unless you're like, Superiorly shredded, but I mean, most punters are just like chill, like Shane Leckler from the Raiders. Perfect example, Shane Leckler <laughs> from the Raiders, bro. Oh, come on, that boy, boy. Talking about history right there. Oof. But definitely, if Marquette King, if Marquette King would take a vet men deal, because I mean, technically he's a veteran at this point. If he took yeah. a vet men deal, I would not be opposed to it. And then maybe next year we give him a little bit more ching in the pocket if he's going to get to. Yeah, at least bring him yeah, the camera some opportunity. But I think we do have a backup watcher already as is. So we do. I, I, I don't even know who the guy is. I'm just used to seeing Jordan. I'm, I'm just used Crash. to seeing number four in the in the back. Good old Jordan Berry. All reliable. Like they say in SpongeBob when he has that fishing net. All reliable. <laughs> if somehow he. If he throws like a first down, like if he converts like a fourth down somehow this year, I'll buy a Jordan. You won't. <laughs> I, of course, I'll for would. sure. Well, I'll hold you to that one. I'll hold you to that one. Let him very remember. I'll forget. I'll get a cap. I'll get a cap Canadian jersey. The long snapper. <laughs> you'd have to get it. You'd have bro, to like I'll... search all. You'd have to scroll Dude, all. Dude, I was a long snapper in high school too, bro. I went from tight end, defensive, and the long snapper also. I tried. But I didn't really have the long snap. I played center my sophomore year. Long snapping is tough. That shit. To be honest, it's it's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, no. hey man, you gotta slide your feet back. You gotta put the ball in motion, and you just gotta let it go. So, and like it's like you worried about being hit. You're not gonna get hit. Not exactly. gonna like really get hit. But like you just thinking about it because every other time you line up on that line. I mean, being hit. a triple team player, I mean, playing off of the defense and special teams, I was like, okay, if I get hit, I get hit on there. <laughs> what? Flex on him. He said, I'll play everything. <laughs> but no. So, Jordan Berry's, I don't mind Jordan Berry. He'll be all right. We'll see how he does this season. Because okay, he <laughs> will get cut. Next on the list of ordeals of offense. I added it to, it was added today. Mr. Balage, Kalen Balage, <laughs> Balagio, Balagio. Casino. Casino. We're boozing, man. High class. 
Uh, mm. What you think, man? I mean, what you think about I, it? Actually, I did pick him up when he was with the Chargers in fantasy. <laughs> it was dumb. I just needed a filler, and it was, I, re- I regretted it. it hardcore. I mean, the dude only yeah. had. I mean, the dude only ran for three hundred and three yards last season and three touchdowns, and I mean, that's in a full. He's kind of like a journeyman running back, essentially. I kind of just bounced from team to team because he was the Chargers, and I believe the. Well, I would say last year yeah, was his. But third I think year. he was acquired from the Jets. Yeah, he was with two teams last so. year. For like, but he's only with one team for like yeah. a week. I mean, as long as rest of his. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, because he was with the Jets. Never mind. He's yeah, yeah. He started with he started the season last year with the Jets because he was with them the previous two years, and then he got traded. Yeah, I mean, his longer rush. He did have his longest rush was seventeen yards. Where he he did his longest rush was seventeen yards. It's three away from twenty, man. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, James, I can't really speak on. Running backs, what James Conner only barely pushed for 700. See, I was about to say, everybody was like, Oh, so we couldn't have given that money to James Conner. It's like, James Conner's not taking that money, bro. It's like, Caleb Balaj is about to sit on the depth chart. Whereas, James, you think James Conner gonna sit on the depth chart? He's not like, starting in my he's not a starter, he's, he's not a his backup. Loves, his, uh, his story was great to hear, but it's nothing to me, honestly, at this point. Yeah, it's like. Cam Balaj not about to come on here and be the starter. I mean, like, obviously, but that's Balaj. I mean, it looks like he. I mean, it looks like he can be maybe a third down back, that back that gets you those tough yards, like those third ones that, like Anthony Farland won't get. I just hope they still can get you know, but Benny. I just hope to God this means Jalen Samuels is getting cut. <laughs> we'll see. Because, I mean, if he doesn't get cut, that's four running backs, though. That's Balazs, Samuels, Farland, and Snail. So. Like, I guess we'll we'll use this to transfer into our next subject. I do want to keep what we're talking about going. But the next subject was going to be based off of free agency so far. Because we're a little, we're very little less away from, less than a month away from the draft. Has this free agency? How has the free agency so far impacted our draft lookout? And with the addition of Balage today, I'm kind of confused on whether or not we'll still draft a running back. I mean, they Steelers organizations. Kevin Colbert has kind of seems like he's met the needs of the team, kind of like on both sides of the ball. But like he filled it with. Cheap deals, and I mean, obviously, there's former players there. Yeah, everybody's expecting yeah. superstars. There's no yeah, superstars filled in with, year, unfortunately. It's yeah. kind of like when you watch a show and has filler, filler episodes, it's kind of like what the heck. That's yeah. what this is right now. This is a flashback. So, you still think of players that we've had before. Well, obviously, that's Belade, Marsh, Barry. Obviously, actually, it was funny because Belage wanted to the Steelers to draft him actually when he first came into the league. Well, yeah, we always come back. We always yeah, come back. To somehow players. he ended up playing. Now he's gonna be no black and gold, man. So maybe maybe yeah. that's like maybe, one of my. You know, I'm finally. Boys team commented I on my post when I was talking about Belage, and he was like, "Different team, different coach, 
till Seattle's like, yeah, but I mean, we still have three other running backs. Yes, we have to say three because Samuels is still on the roster right now. So now we have four. So we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe who knows? We don't draft a running back and Balaj becomes the premier running back. I don't know. It'll be so <laughs> <That'd> be crazy. <laughs> I feel like there was one game I, last year. Like the reason exactly that's what I'm trying to remember right now. That's what I'm like. He had that. He yeah, had a good game. He I had to have had a good game. I want to say that was. I think the game was two of his three rushing touchdowns he had last season. Honestly, I'm about to look. I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if I can still like see everything I can't from see my week. I try to look it up, and I'm like, what app? Exactly. What app are you using? Okay, so oh. I got ESPN. Let's see. Fuck is Yahoo boy? What you doing? It's easy. Yeah, I don't remember which league it was. To be honest, I played like four different leagues. But you can always look at the stat line. Just look at Belage or Kalen Belage. True. Use use right. You. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember man. what game was that. I want to say it was with him when he was with the Chargers too, because. Yeah, it was definitely when he was with the Chargers because he only had like 13 yards with the Jets. <sighs> Kalen Bellagio. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, so I can I can look good by names. Um we must be mistaken. Cause there's a yeah, there's not a game on here where he really had a breakout. Did he have any games? Uh, where he, game. Like, what games did he score? Because there was he had three rushing touchdowns this season. If I'm not, if I remember properly, yeah. So he scored against the mm-hmm. Kansas City, but he only had 36 mm-hmm. rushing yards that game. Um, and then he scored against the Raiders in an overtime game. But he only had 11 yards rushing, and then he scored against the Raiders again. The second game they had, oh no, that was the first game. Sorry, um, where he ran for 69 yards. So he had 69 yards in that touchdown that week, and that was Mm. November 8th. So that's that might have been around. No, yeah, maybe. So fantasy, you obviously, I read fantasy multiple players, so you don't really know who you're dropping or who you're replacing, or who you're adding for who. You know, it's kind of like you find who yeah. has like the dark horse mentality potentially. And then, yeah, so that might have been it, but still, I mean, six and nine yards rushing. I mean, it's not bad, but obviously, we want someone who can obviously hit the second mark. And he may not have been starting that game. Yeah, he may not have been starting. He but, might have been I mean, how games. many running backs do we have that start and they all split carries? <laughs> no one on our roster is going to be hitting a thousand yards anytime soon, unless your Derrick Henry status potentially. And the closest thing to Derrick Henry, I think, coming out Najee of Harris. Najee Harris. See now. Mm-hmm. What I was, what was I had to think? I, I left my brain for a second, but no. A lot of people talking about bringing Bell back. <laughs> uh, is this going to be the same Le'Veon and... we had back when we had the Killer Beasts? 
No, so what I was going to say is if you want Bell, then you go get the say 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 I had a I have a I have a I have a charger right now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's the old bulky one. The the when they first brought them back, the like the clay model looking ones. I have that. And then I see this like 2021 like Dodge Charger S Hellcat just whiz by me. That's Najee Harris right there. They're both Camaro. I mean, they're both Chargers. But we we need that Hellcat. We don't need this old bulky <laughs> thing that we lug around. We need that Hellcat right there. Like they both pretty much the same like mm-hmm. player pretty much. They both pass catch. They both can line up at wide receiver. So if anybody wanted Bell back, might as well just drive Najee Harris. I wish that I wish that I wish that hadn't taken so long to get to. I wasn't really sure I was going with it, but I I stay committed to everything I do. So I just went with the analogy. I just kept going with it, but I think you I think you got what I was saying. Understandable. Which I would I mean I obviously wouldn't mind Le'Veon coming back with the lineup protects. I mean he can make plays, but obviously like you said it's not the same Le'Veon we're gonna get with the Killer Bees. It's gonna be. Not necessarily run down, but he's definitely age has caught up to him, I feel like. But so the next best specimen would be Najee. But it's fast. And but that I would, fast. for me, I look at my boy from North Carolina. Sorry. Devontae Williams. Devontae Williams. That's what I was looking mm. at. Obviously, you can talk about 40 times because he ran like a 4 5, but so did Alvin Kamara. So did I'm pretty sure Leonard mm-hmm. Fournette did too. Like, and now look at them. They're I mean they're monsters. So you really think of forty times. It's easy That's to get fast. Like, who was it? I'm trying to think who was it? I think it was Michael Parsons that he ran like a four three forty as a linebacker. Like, what does that mean? Just a yeah. on a four four. We know he's quick. That's without gear. That's no one's coming at him. There's nothing there. So is he gonna? There's forty times in my opinion don't really mean much. So. Yeah, it's all about game speed. Devontae Williams has shown that he has the power and the speed to make plays, which so does your boy Najee. So that obviously is incredible. I just my 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 biggest fear is when people bring up Javante Williams, is that I know for a fact he's if anybody was to be taken in the first round, it's not gonna be him, right? So obviously either Travis or Najee are gonna go in the first round, which means Javante's gonna go second. My my problem with that is I think he's going to go very yeah. early second. And I don't think he's going to be around long enough for 55. So if we pass up on Travis Etienne or Najee Harris at 24 and wait till 55 to get a running back, I feel like we're just going to end up with another, like, Benny <laughs> Snell, like, uh, type uh, player. Like, that, we're just, now, we're, now we're reaching out of the running back pool. Just- it just kind of went away. It's like, why did you stop using him when he was sudden? Like, does he have one good game last like, year? I'm tired of I'm tired of taking mid carders. I'm tired of taking mid card yeah. running backs. Yeah, I need a main we event. Need, we need that freaking workhorse. We need that Marshawn Lynch status who can just bulldoze through everyone. Beast mode, exactly. Beast we mode. need someone like that. So Najee Harris does fit that script though. For yeah, that's not. And like, uh, I brought it up on like 
previous podcast, but the one thing that was always a problem with our running scheme this year or our offensive line scheme run blocking wise was it's set up for Le'Veon Bell. So if you don't want to, if you want to keep the same run blocking scheme, then you can go get a running back that fits your scheme. I don't know why players, uh, not players, but uh, a lot of people say their argument for certain players, like for us not to draft certain players is because they wouldn't fit our scheme. And I feel like a lot of people say Najee wouldn't, but he yeah. 100% oh, yeah, does. Exactly. So if you don't want to f- fix uh, – yeah, if you don't want to fix the line, then you just go get the running back that your line was built for. Agreed. Agreed. But, yeah, that's my only thing with Javante Williams is I, he's a phenomenal player. Definitely could be argued as even better than Najee or Travis Etienne. But, um, but yeah. I just think he's going to be gone at 55. So if we don't go early on a running back, then we'll – I mean, we could end up with, like, somebody like Ken Gainwell from like Memphis, which I wouldn't mind either. But I, I feel like at this point I'm I'm tired of guessing if a running back's going to translate to the NFL or not, or we just go get players that we're almost 100% certain are going to be exactly. phenomenal. Kind of good with, like, the go big or go home pick. Exactly. I think my next mock draft, I'll do a trade up and give up something and try to trade it for Najee potentially. But I'm also going to be looking at well, teams' rosters. Lately, and see here, like, I want to look at other rosters and see how their running back depth is and kind of look at running backs. And be like, okay, well, this team is this has this draft pick. Do they need a running back or not? You know, like look at Jacksonville. They're probably going to go right. and get Trevor Lawrence. By the same time, all they have is James Robinson, and he was a rookie last year. So they, who knows, maybe yeah. they'll come out of the works and trade back in to the top ten and go get Najee. You know, who knows? There's variables in there. So, well, fortunately, I don't think go that early. the running back would oh, yeah, go no. or that early. But. um I think they'll keep – I think they'll just rock with James Robinson. The teams I'm worried about are teams like um, the Jets, um, teams like the Cardinals. Um, I'm just trying to think of teams that could that definitely 100% need running backs because there, there's a lot of teams uh, – there, there's a lot of teams that come before us in the draft that – could use a running back, but don't need a running back. They have a lot of other errors they need to fill. Um, so I'm not worried about – but, yeah, the Jets and the Cardinals are really the two teams that scare me the most. And the Jets just so happened to draft 23. <laughs> so. Didn't they trade up to get – or trade that pick or whatever to get that pick? Uh, they got it from somebody, obviously, because they are number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I can't remember who they got that trade from, but or they got that pick from, but definitely they need it. So we'll see. Um, so that Le'Veon Bell thing that we were talking about that kind of fell into a new segment that uh, we want to start on here for our weekly podcast is the GMs of Twitter. So it's just. Kind of things we see. No, did you sneeze? <laughs> I, was, I, I had something on my ah. freaking hands. So I blew it away. My bad. <laughs> oh, I thought you know you did. That definitely sounds <laughs> right. Like it was like right next again. to that mic. Okay. 
Just shut your But no, so yeah, a new segment that we want to run here on the podcast um, every week is the GMs of Twitter. Just the we see y'all out there. We're on Twitter too. We see y'all. We see some of the ridiculous uh, ideas of how you would run the team, or just you know, if if Twitter ran the sports teams of the world, they'd all be bankrupt and by tomorrow. So. One of those was the Le'Veon Bell theory. A lot of people want Le'Veon Bell coming back. We've already pretty much talked about that with uh, drafting running backs and whatnot and how it would uh, – or do you want to cover that a little I'm bit more? I'm not too worried about, about Le'Veon a little bit more. I, my feelings for him, obviously, it would be great to see him back. But same time, I'm trying to get with the times and not behind. So prep for the future. Exactly. So that would be my opinion on it. And the other one I would say that's really been talked about a lot lately is the Sam Donald to the Steelers theory. And I feel like it really it really started gaining traction when FanDuel tweeted um pretty much at, uh pretty much posting like a theory saying should the Steelers trade the twenty twenty one second round and the twenty twenty one sixth round pick for Sam Donald. And that sent Twitter into a fury. And it's really it's really split down the middle. So first off, I want to kind of get your... Well, first of all, what's your honest uh, thoughts of Sam Darnold as a player? Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. anything Sam else. Freaking Darnold. Let's get that for Honestly, it's a ter- he's in a terrible organization. I'm not even going to friend. The Jets are dog water. They are god-awful. I could turn into Stephen A. Smith about the Jets pretty much and just drag them in the mud because of how tragic they are. I mean, you get rid of Jamal Adams. You print up Jamal Adams, you get rid of him. You sign Le'Veon, you get rid of him. You had probably your best receiver, second best receiver probably in Robbie Anderson. You let him go to Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Robbie Anderson's yep. great. I mean, they got Jameson Carter. Cool. But really, do they have – I mean – Hey, I I truly think if Sam Darnold came into a good organization, then I think he would be he would have better fortune in the league. I think he has mm-hmm. definitely like he's shown signs like he's shown he can take the ball down the field like he's not like he's not afraid to throw the rock like he can make no throws he can take the ball himself yeah he can make those those. Patrick he, Mahomes. He's tough. The him. kid is tough. I'll give him that. I think he just kind of he kind of just got the short end of the stick being obviously drafted by the Jets. I mean, he, no one really wants to go to the Jets. And of course they drafted him with the the thought of like him being the mm-hmm. franchise saving quarterback. I didn't really see him being that. You know, coming out of the draft anyways. I knew he was going to be a good quarterback, but I he's not a quarterback to come in and just just be able to do so much by himself that it covers a lot of holes that they have, like Lamar Jackson's first. What's up, sports fans in Steeler Nation? My name is Logan. I'm the co-host of the Man Cave Sports Talk podcast, where we talk all sports, 
all the time. I am a lifelong Steelers fan, so yes, we do break down the games of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we are all sports fans, and we do break down the NFL, the NHL, the MLB, the NBA, and even the UFC. We also touch on some sports gambling, where we try to make it so easy that even a caveman could do it. We hope to catch you on the next episode of the Man Cave Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you. about Lamar in Baltimore, how his him being such a phenom on the field was able to carry that offense. Um, but Sam Darnold's obviously not a player like Lamar Jackson. He's still a good quarterback, but he's not he he's he doesn't have that factor to him. So the Jets yeah. were just so so trash that there was nobody could no quarterback could probably save the Jets like that but certainly not Sam Darnold. And the fact that they're expecting him to do that and the fact that everybody else is expecting him to do that is is a joke, to be honest. 100%. The Jets are just – the Jets are just – I don't know how you can describe them. They're just the Jets. They haven't been good since Mark Sanchez's rookie season. Jeez. And that's saying something. Mark Sanchez in the butt fumble. That was like year two, year three, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez's rookie. I have two of his rookie cards. Like they're <laughs> identical. I when I got those his rookie year, I was like I was like, man, I'm saving these and they're gonna be worth so much someday. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I was wrong. USC quarterbacks don't have that much wrong. potential. Just look at Matt Leinert. Oh god. So much potential. USC. Damn. Yeah. I just realized Mark Sanchez was a USC quarterback too. Yeah. Just like Sam Darnold. Guess I just have a thing for Trojans. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Um, now, the other thing I wanted to say about that Sam Darnold theory is a lot of people are like, yeah, I would go for it. Yeah, I don't mind it. That's fine. But from a realistic standpoint, there's no possible – there's just no reason the Steelers would do it at all. <clears throat> like they're like, oh, the Steelers should definitely bring him in. He's he would automatically be the number two quarterback on the roster. Okay, what does that mean? You think they're gonna get rid of Sam? Uh, not Sam Darnold, but you think they're gonna get rid of Mason Rudolph? No. Like if you listen to the way the front office speaks about him, for whatever reason, they love Mason Rudolph, and obviously they love Dwayne Haskins because they wouldn't have hopped on him as quick as they did. Like, literally, the first hour this man was available to sign somewhere, he was signing, he was signing to Pittsburgh. Exactly. So, just uh, Twitter GMs, just keep that one to yourselves. Sam Darnold's going to have to die or live somewhere else. Um, I don't know what's about to happen to him there in New York because a lot of people think they're going to take Zach Wilson. But at the same time, the Jets are – Possibly blowing smoke screens of saying, you know, they're still behind Sam Darnold 100%. But the Carolina Panthers were 100% behind Cam Newton last year and then cut his ass like mad late. Um, it happens all the time. So, yeah, it's crazy to see how those first five picks are about to go in, uh, on draft night. I mean, Zach Wilson had one hell of a pro day. So, hey, yeah, he did. Me. He impressed me. 
honestly impressed me because I really didn't watch I didn't watch any of his college tape. So when people were hyping him up, I was like, I have no idea who this kid is. Like I didn't watch any of his college games. Um, but no, yeah. So his pro day was the day I could really get a look at him. Obviously, it's uh, different watching him being attacked by seven uh, refrigerators, but. Um, but no, yeah, he definitely impressed me. I thought when I, as soon as I saw his face, I, you know, he looks like a high school musical character. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Fucking that headband, and he has that type of hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. I know. I thought Mason Rudolph looked like a bitch. <laughs> Nothing to that close. He could piece me up. I would never know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Damn, Donald can take it somewhere else. <laughs> uh, speaking of taking it somewhere else, that kind of made me think of like telling somebody where to shove it. That's kind of what uh, I think that's what a lot of us felt like telling Ryan Clark to do earlier this week when his conversation come out came out. Uh, when he, I forgot, what, I forgot what network he was on, but they were talking about Juju. What were your, uh, what were your thoughts about Juju? Or about that, I mean about that video, because Ron Clark definitely be saying some wildish, outlandish things. Obviously, he's saying it for the ratings. In my eyes, I was like, as a former Steeler, like, why would you talk about, like, talk about Juju like that, like? I didn't completely get to watch all of the video. I, I mean, I know it's only like a minute and a half long, but just kind of based off the tips and bits that I got, I mean. Right. So we didn't, I didn't preference it. So for those of you that maybe haven't watched it at all, we're talking about Ron Clark. He was asked about Juju resigning to Pittsburgh. And pretty much he's, he uh, pretty much started out with saying, um, you know, he brought up the fact that Kansas City and Baltimore did offer him contracts. What he didn't mention was that they were worth more than the contract that he eventually accepted by the Steelers. He left that out because by the end of his conversation, he was saying, I, guess, I don't know if he was calling his loyalty fake, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he was calling his loyalty fake, saying like he was just saying, oh yeah, I'm loyal, blah, 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 because he didn't have anywhere else to go. But how are you going to say he had more offers? He had offers from other teams, but then turn around and say he only chose Pittsburgh because he had nowhere else to go. And he doesn't. And then the number one thing that a lot of people were upset about was that he was pretty much calling Juju not a true stealer. And that's what I really, that's what I got more upset about. A true stealer. Yeah. That's my thing. Like if he wasn't a true stealer, he could have easily taken the offer from Baltimore or Kansas City. I mean, those are both powerhouse teams as well. I mean, Obviously, Baltimore's in our conference, but I mean, Kansas City is a Super Bowl contending team. Hey, Juju could have gone out and chased a ring with Patty Mahomes <laughs> and Tyreek Hill. Exactly. But, boom. But, you know, it's like, I mean, why? You can't call him disloyal if, or say his loyalty, or question his loyalty if he chose to come back to Pittsburgh. Like, the money, if the money is there with a different team, but you took the lesser option with Pittsburgh. How is that not loyal, you know? Like, what is what does he have to do to prove that he's loyal? 
Right. It's not like he's you don't see him talking like out on social media about any with other teams and stuff like that. And he only ever hypes up like Pitts like Pittsburgh area in general or like yeah. just the Steelers. Like he's always hyping them up. You got other you got other players out there that constantly be throwing shade at their own teams. Like it's constantly side eyeball emojis at their teams like all the time. And you got this dude that just one hundred percent reps. Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, all he does, all the dude does is play TikTok and watch football, and he just gets trashed. And it's like the city of Pittsburgh almost like ran him out. But I mean, obviously he chose to stay, which is great. But I mean, you're gonna you're gonna talk shit about a 24 year old who makes TikToks. I get the whole dancing on the logo shenanigans before a game and posting it was obviously not the classiest thing to do. But I mean. Terrell Owens did Thrones not do the same thing multiple times, you know, like Thrones exactly. did the same thing, you know. Now, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not sure if you saw it. I forgot when I tweeted it. Uh, it was earlier this week, but I tweeted out. Uh, now, when T.O. danced on the logo, he was with the Eagles, right? Because he danced on the Cowboys. Cowboys yep. Yeah, and that's that was yeah because he came yeah because he was with the Cowboys. Exactly. So. But um, I tweeted it out, and I, I asked my boy Big Ben's burner if it made sense before I tweeted out because I don't want to sound I don't want to sound dumb. Mm-hmm. But I said the same reason that the media says Juju's not a true stealer is the same reason To they said To wasn't like a true Forty Nine er because when he was with the Forty Nine ers he he was still he he was To that was obviously the, that was the first team he was with. But players talk about the Steelers the same way they uh, fans fans talk about the Steelers the same way fans talk about the 49ers, as they're both held to like this high standard, those Super Bowl winning teams. But on both sides, the Steelers and the 49ers, them teams had a lot of characters too. But for whatever reason, when uh, T.O. comes along, and, you know, he does his little antics. It definitely got worse. Not worse. But, I mean, depending it, on how you look I, at yeah, it. I mean, I think it was. I mean, he's, I mean, that's just who T.O. is. That's what made T.O. T.O. his little exactly. post-game antics, his touchdown celebrations. I mean, Randy Moss did the same thing. He didn't catch much slander besides, obviously, when he did the whole pull my fake pulling down his pants, you know? Like, I mean, it's not like he – Randy Moss, Randy Moss never was with the caught really any slander for it. Like, I think that's just because he was with the Vikings. Like they were like, they don't have any really historical yeah. things that come off of, so they're not held to like a higher standard. Yeah. Like, um. So now, now Juju comes along, and I think he gets in trouble for just being himself. When you got dudes out here committing crimes, doing bro, Juju I mean, literally was doing this before he became anywhere near the right. NFL. Like he was already. Right. He's always done like the vines like that. The- Binds when binds are just binds, you know. Like, come on, now. this kid right. been like this his entire life, and all of a sudden he gets the NFL. In one season, he decides to continue being. He decides to be himself again, and you know, people wrecking for it. And it's like, why? I'm like, he's just having fun. Aren't you supposed to enjoy the game? Like, right. I, I was telling this dude on Twitter. I was like, why should players be robotic? Just to please what you you guys think he, they should act like. Exactly. I'm like, he's not like here for your entertainment. He's here to get paid. That's how I would act. 
Yeah. And he's gonna have like, fun to being himself. Why do you think he's not? Like, why do you think he's not worried about that contract he just took in Pittsburgh? You know how many advertisement deals he probably gets. You know how much money he's making off like, of that. You know how many like players he's nowadays on Fortnite, I think, and he's playing with Tim the Tapman, which is also a high end streamer as well. And it's like exactly he's probably making money off this. I mean, come on now, like, like these old heads don't get it. Like you like, can't compare like generations. Like Stop like comparing generations. Literally, yeah. like that pisses me off because it's like I'm in that generation. I'm pretty sure you're in part of that generation too. You know, so it's like. Like, why are you coming for us? Because we decided to. It's the same reason their parents came after them. It's the same reason their parents came after them. Like, Darren, I guess they would, most of these people arguing with the, not not millennials, but um, millennials and Gen Gen Zs. So this group and then, you know, the baby, just the old fucks, old people. I've had a few of those. Middle-aged people. Like, their parents got mad at them for, you know, everything progresses. We all change as just everything changes. That's just the way of life. There's, I guess that's the way everything's supposed to work is everything just has progressively changed throughout time. So eventually, someday, we'll, we'll everyone will come alert enough to realize that change is just part of life. One day, like, hopefully. But I'm pretty sure I won't be alive for it. <laughs> There's always going to be people with disagreement with what goes on in this world, and it's we'll never come together. So, but I just hope Juju stays Juju because I don't care what anyone else says. <laughs> we need more people like that. Like I, the as soon the day he signed his contract, or like the day that it got announced that he was re-signing, like I pretty much, I tweeted out saying something like this restored, like Juju restored my faith and like humanity just a little yeah, bit because it's nice to see someone just be themselves um grind like take the time to and effort to grind in their craft of what they do and then just be themselves so and show loyalty to one place like i just love being loyal like that's everything that i would strive to be is just be the best at what i do Stay loyal to everything and just be myself, no matter what everybody else 100%. thinks. So shout out Juju, Juju, my boy. How oh, good times! I hope he does stay stealing for life. And like I said, Ryan Clark can eat one because yeah. So <laughs> like that's the that's um uh, that's what makes me upset is like when you have a former player like that. Usually, former players. Once you, once you, like coming into the Steelers uh, organization is like pretty much being welcomed as like a brotherhood. Like it doesn't matter yeah. where you go afterwards. It's you were once a Steeler, always a Steeler in our eyes. Like that's how I look at it. I mean, that's how I look like growing up. Like friends who went to different high schools. Like I played ball with these guys. Like these are my friends. Like these are brothers to me. No matter where they go. Yeah. And, so exactly. Maybe not on the field, not on the field, but off exactly. the field. So seeing Ryan Clark, a former Steeler, who I, I loved his, I loved his game, the hard hits, the just laying the wood on people, kind of no remorse for mankind, kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. The game. perfect to see him, like, the perfect Yang to follow Mahler's Yang. Exactly. <laughs> I said Yang again, <laughs> but to see him come out like that, it was just, it was pretty disappointing, you know. Like, yeah. I mean. You're a veteran. You're an old head. You're pretty much like an old head 
in, you're gonna come for Juju. Like you, you pull for a team when Juju's doing good, and then he does his antics, and all of a sudden you change your opinion about him. Like I guarantee you, Juju goes off next season. He's gonna be all on his head again. Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, exactly. was this you? Was this you? Oh, that didn't, that video didn't age well. You know that kind of thing. We got we got the receipts, got receipts Ryan. Ryan. Relax. So. Stop trying to be Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Shit, Terry Bradshaw and Big Ben Shit. used to not be friends at all. But now they, they squashed it. Exactly. Feet. Then they sat down and had that. Yep. Like, it was like God talking to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Terry Bradshaw was the God. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, but no, I was going to say it's just like, like, you got players like Pat McAfee. Just like, usually when players with a team spent like they're pretty much a whole career with the team, even though Ryan did go to Washington. And he mentioned that in his video. I don't know how you can mention that, that he took money to go to Washington. And he's like, but I came back and, you know, we all, everybody was happy again, blah, blah, blah. You know, how, but how are you going to shit on Juju's loyalty when he literally took less money to stay with the Steelers? And that's something you didn't even do in your own exactly. career. So why are you shitting on fucking You went to the Washington Redskins, bro. <laughs> the Washington the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, they don't even have a name now, dude. <laughs> And then and then he came and he was like, but I came back. No, nah, no matter if you came back, bro. You took you pretty much the hypocrisy in your statement is freaking bleak beaming. It's just the point I really want to get to is just it's I hate having players in the media now and they do, and they still follow that media yeah. background of just you know, maybe that was just well, that's like I said for the views, bro. You know, for the clips. But exactly for the views. Like, come on, man. Like Pat McAfee, when he goes on shows, besides his like, besides the Pat McAfee show, like when he goes on like NFL Network or like ESPN or something like that, he one hundred percent rides for the Colts. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. Oh, I love Pat McAfee to be honest. <laughs> I love him too. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful dude. Um, but no, yeah. So I just wish a lot of other players did that because it's like now you have, I guess they gotta be biased, but don't just out, don't throw somebody underneath the bus. And I'm not talking Jerome Bettis. <laughs> ah, that was good. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what's next on our agenda? That uh, pretty much covered the board. The one new thing I also wanted to do, I don't know if you want to, you know, I figured it'd be nice to maybe end every podcast or towards the end of every podcast. Put a little uh laughter out there with a sports joke or something. Okay, time. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I figured each week maybe we could pre- we could present our own sports joke. Maybe we can get a laugh. Um, and then we could maybe tweet out and see if people send stuff in and we could be telling your joke on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Did you want to go first? No, you, you said go, you thought of one on the first. spot. I don't know if you forgot it. Alright, so it's not football related. Um, it's a, it's a quick little, just a little pun one, but, uh, um, so why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? Why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? Um, yes. I, I don't know. I don't golf. I wouldn't know. He <laughs> warm just in case he got a hole in one. <laughs> that's cheesy. I, I was thinking, yeah. uh, that's good. Hey, that was cheesy, but I like it. Thank you, thank you. That one, I was reading through a list of like jokes, and then that was that was the first one to like actually make me like 
chuckle because it was like you said it was so cheesy. Even I though like, I, I know it, it was just like that was that was good. Like that was that. good. Uh, mine's slightly dark. Dark-ish. Oh, I love dark. Dark-ish. But I mean, oh boy, I got I just got cold chills talking about it. About Twitter, obviously. Oh, okay. but you know, if you ever need a celebrity to fake DM you, just hit up Gab Gowdy. Never need the egg. Oh no! There you, go. you need that. There you go, baby. That's all you need. Oh no! You seen that? I know you've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I showed freaking. I showed Sierra this shit. Oh my gosh! That was was there. (laughs) The heat of the moment was just there. I was like, all right, I got mine. Good times. If you ever need a celebrity to call in for your resume, jeez, contact us. Yeah, those is those is like professional. Yeah. I can't tell if they're real or fake. J.K. Dobbins says that that never happened. And fucking Chucks, boy, Chucks like that. You're crazy. Come on, you must be high. Hey, did you notice? Hey, did you notice something though? Did you? you, There's a correlation between all of them. The timestamps, I think. No. No, I was talking about. uh, Because J.K. Dobbins, they're on the AC North. Oh well, that. But you don't see any. Uh, you don't see any Mason Rudolph-looking motherfuckers <laughs> up in there, huh? <laughs> oh, that's why they came out. That's why they put out that one tweet that when she dropped the N bomb because she was. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, hey, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Hey, good call, good call, bro. Hey, stop, man. She looked like she just looked like the type that would think that a bunch of brothers are about to be hitting her right. up at the end. I'm like, hey, you don't look good for your business. She's a she's an but adult they handle. Did, they all if if they did in fact if they real, they all going out they all deserve to go out sad. They all deserve to go out sad. If they really fuck. DM'd her. Yeah. Shit. I mean, it would have surprised low key, honestly. Like even though I made my joke, I wouldn't be surprised because I was she may have made a tweet. Gab had actually made a tweet, and Marlon Humphrey actually commented on her shit. So maybe, hey, I don't know. It's not like she's not popular, you know? We better catch her on the No Jumper <laughs> podcast. She better be like that chick that says she, she, uh, she like screwed house oh, of the sun. Whatever. Yeah, probably wears a cap too. Who knows? <sighs> if it's real, honestly, I'll give her respect. I'm gonna slap the shit out of Chooks. I'm gonna slap. He does. He does not deserve to play tackle. <laughs> Get off this. Uh, <laughs> go, go. He's obviously trying to distract you from from the path you're supposed to be on of righteousness. Do not let this. She devil of a woman <laughs> gets you. <laughs> Come between you and your bag. Secure that. That's a and a Browns at fan the at the most. <laughs> at the most, bro. a Browns fan. Uh, good times, good times. <sighs> but yeah, man. that was a good one. It's something. Uh, I'll definitely try to think of my own. But if not, 
course, I'll hit up. Yeah, I'll just come up with some like sportsman that we can figure out and he kind of eats sure. The uh, the website I was on, I could tell they were kind of dated because there was this one joke where, uh, damn, I'm trying to remember how it went, but it was pretty much saying, um, if you could if you could pick where your parents were from or something like that, uh, it was pretty much a Seattle Seahawks oh. joke. But I was like, oh, you can tell that one's a little dated because that was probably. Uh, right around their uh, Super Bowl runs that were going on constantly with like yeah. the Legion of Boom and shit like that. I was like, yeah, all right. This, this page is probably yeah. a little dated, but. 100%. Uh, but yeah, man. This is a pretty good, uh, pretty good episode. I, I like that. Like, I man. enjoyed it for sure. We'll definitely keep up the uh, GMs of Twitter. Um, and we'll start ending every podcast on a positive note with a, with some laughs Definitely. some jokes. I like that. that I like vibes, that idea. You know? Yes, sir. Wait, so does this, are we going to put the episode uh, together? Like from the first one to the second one or no? Uh, nah. That'd, that'd be like a, that'd be like a freaking Lord of the Rings movie, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be. <laughs> the yeah, length. Definitely, yeah. I have to cut out the Sam Darnold part. I would look at the I would look at the viewership and be like everybody would be out by like yeah. twenty minutes in. Did this is like twenty seven. Oh yeah, my fault, my fault. I thought I'm so stupid, dude. I thought you were talking about the one we filmed. We we uh we scratched. No, no, the, first, the one that we did earlier. Today. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'll put. Yeah, oh, I'll I was like, it. I was like, I'm not talking about that one. I don't want to use the one from last week. I wasn't in my. I wasn't yeah, in my mood last week, but I'm in my mood today. So you know, I'm in my zone. I'm ready to rock and roll every time now. So yeah, you had birds singing to you in the background. That shit was nice. I just was. I was listening to birds <laughs> chirping in the back. Couple of crows, maybe. <laughs> but nah, yeah. I felt good this I'm week. Really felt good insane. this week, for sure. You got to do better homework, but yeah, uh, I'll I'm... get on that. Hey, it's all about That's progression right. and shit, man. So, that was it. And I think, uh, I think, I think another thing we'll do is, I think I can, like, share... <laughs> notes like instead of screenshotting the notes I think I can send it to you as like another person to okay. edit it and whatnot. Oh uh, okay yeah. So that might be something like that might be something we'll start doing that way we can add Okay I bet exactly yeah, definitely that'd be dope. Yeah that's something that's something we'll do man. All right well this has been the Here We Go Again show with your boy. What's and up, yo? It's your boy DJ. We are out of here. We out of here, man. Up, Peace, buddy? y'all.